Praise be to the, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to stop there. Jesus Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name. You all know that. Do you hear that? It's not, Christ means Messiah. Okay. That means deliverer from impending danger. Jesus Christ is Christ, the deliverer from impending danger. What's the danger? The danger of judgment to go to hell. In, in a few weeks, in a several weeks here, we're going to talk about hell. Okay? But, but we're, we need to be delivered. Without Jesus as our Savior, we need to be delivered from hell. Not because we're awful, awful terrible, but because of the sin that occurred in Adam and Eve in the garden that caused death to reign in us. Okay? Now, why am I telling you this? Because Peter is talking to the church here about persecution. And he is preparing them for what he's going to tell them about persecution. Okay? All right? So, so he, he is trying to get them to understand some basic spiritual truths. Not biblical, but spiritual. That means that these truths were in existence before God gave it to Peter to put on paper. You, you with me? Nothing has changed in all eternity. Because, because the truth is the same. I remember when I was in school and I put one plus one is three. I was always wrong. And the teacher says, no, Mike, it's two. One plus one is two. My answer, even though I thought it was right when I wrote it down, was still wrong. Okay? That's where we are in our society. Everybody thinks what they're doing and what they're feeling is right, but it isn't. And, and there's no one, including the church, who is saying, no, the answer is Jesus, not you. Do you understand what we're saying here? So he's trying to get us to understand here these people that he's writing to, God's elect who's been exiled. By the way, that has to do with today's message, ex, those that have been exiled. We'll talk about that today. So, so Jesus, the one who delivers, I praise God. God the Father, thank you for sending Jesus to us. Why? In his great mercy, he has given us new birth. Who has? God has given us new birth through this Jesus. What does that mean? I was once dead to sin, with sin and death. He's saying, remember that. Don't forget, God gave us mercy through Jesus Christ to a new birth into a living hope. Now, he says living, and it's important that you understand that there's a lot of hope in the world. Okay? Like when you do your taxes, you hope you get a refund? That's, what, that's worldly hope. The hope in Jesus Christ, because of him coming, because he took our sins, because he died, because he's resurrected, that hope is real. It's alive. And nothing, nothing can kill it. Right. 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Nothing can encroach into it. Nothing can steal it. There is nothing in creation that could take that hope from us. And if you don't believe that, you don't know Jesus. Hello? If you don't believe that, you do not know Jesus. Now, I'm just telling you that not because I'm mad at you or think you're a jerk. I just want you to understand, if you don't believe that truth, then you do not live in Jesus Christ. There's nothing can do. And this living hope came through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the deliverer of impending danger. From the dead and into an inheritance that cannot ever perish. I want to stop there. I want to go to now. Inheritance. When you, many of you own a home, right? And some of you have a savings account or a 407 or what do they call those things? I don't even know what they are. 401k. 401k. Why K? I don't know why they call it 401k. I don't know. See, I knew she'd know. (laughs) This is called sermon prep during the message. That's what that's called. So, so you have money in your house and you have money in a 401k. And when you die, that belongs to your heirs, to the people you have designated as your heirs, preferably your children, okay, or whomever. That's your inheritance. Now, did you know and I didn't know this until my father died. Did you know that you, can, you cannot claim your inheritance? You can give it to the rest of the people? Did you know that? Yeah. My brother and sister decided not to take my father's inheritance, but to give it to my sister's daughter. So they were not the heirs. My sister's daughter was. And she got, the, she got their portion of the inheritance. That means that legally no one can ever take it away from those people who are the heirs. They inherit it. See, that's what this war is about in Israel. Did you know that? Did you know that? Where did it start? The beginning of the person who established a covenant with God which denoted that from that point on, the point of the covenant, that from that time forward, there was going to come a time when those people who are part of that heritage will get an inheritance. That that man was Abraham. He lived in the land of Ur. Right? I don't it's north of Jerusalem, up there, long way. And God came to Abraham and he said, Live leave and I will show you a promised land. He had not seen it, he did not know what it looked like. My children don't know what their inheritance is. There are so many similarities, it's absolutely phenomenal. They don't know what it is. 
They can ask us and we'll say, I don't know. Because we don't know what will happen between now and the time we die. Why? Because our inheritance is not guarded by God. Unless you're a Christian. So Abraham wandered around until God brought him to a certain place and he established the his his name was Abram. He changed it to Abraham when he got into a relationship and covenant with God. And then God wanted to give him an offspring and through that offspring that offspring would inherit the inheritance that came from Abraham to Isaac. Right? And from Isaac, it went to the 12 tribes of Israel. And through the 12 tribes of Israel, they, they went as a family to Egypt. Because remember, who was sold in Egypt to Egypt? Remember? Joseph? Good, good answer. And, and when they went down there, they went as a family. They were a large family. But when they came out of Egypt, they came out t- 2 million plus people. And God set them free from the captivity of Egypt. And they were the people of two million plus people who had an inheritance that was promised through Abraham, Isaac, Joseph. And they came out. You you with me? But they didn't believe God. And God would not give it as inheritance to an unbelieving people. He would not. So he took them through the desert for 40 years. And all of those people who did not believe God eventually came to believe God or died. Okay? And then they came into a promised land. And they took a captive. And he defeated the enemy. And he gave them that land. But the problem was, was they did not follow and believe God. Disbelief came in again. You with me? And then other nations began to rule over them and kick them out. The Babylonians, the Assyrians. There were many of them. Medes, Persians. And they would take people out of that promised land and take them away to their land and make them slaves. By the way, I want to tell you, that illustration is like you and your children. And your neighbor's children. The enemy. This day, this week is taking captive your children's, your neighbor's children, and taking them to another world called the world, the flesh, and the devil. And they're holding them captive, and they're lying to these children and to your neighbors that success and education and popularity and fame Physical prowess, intellectual prowess is the place where there is peace, wealth. And they hold them captive. 
And the thing that reigns in the captivity is death. It's there. This, this story is so old, yet so new. So new. And then in 1948, the um, United States... A couple other countries got together and established, through whatever world leaders do, the nation of Israel, which was the original promised land. Did you know that God walked around and gave him the boundaries of it? Did you all know that? It was established. It's like a surveyor. God was a surveyor. He said, you go there and you go down there and it ends there with this river and that and all that. And it's theirs. God gave it to them. It's theirs. It's their inheritance. If God allows one day my children and Jeannie's, ours together, okay, will own a piece of five acres out on 522 that God set the boundaries for. You see how it is? Two things need to happen. Number one, Jeannie and I need to keep the boundaries. Jeannie and I need to worship and serve God so that the boundaries will be kept and the inheritance will be made sure. If you don't make your inheritance sure, there's this guy on the internet that takes your deed. Or Isn't that what they do? They steal your deed and then they take it away from you? Yeah, it happens. You could buy $99 a month to keep them from happening, did you? <laughs> and if we do not give our life to Christ, I guarantee you the world will take your children from you. Your neighbor's children. Has anybody heard of transgender? Anybody heard of it? It's taking your children from you. Did you know that? It's a lie from hell. There's no such thing. It's something somebody made up. Yeah. What was his name? Satan? <laughs> Which way was he going away from them or towards them? <laughs> okay. That's what he does. He will he will utterly ruin people's lives. That's all there is to a people. So so why is why are the people, the Jewish people, staying at home? If somebody invaded your country and they came in and they overran you and they killed your baby and your wife, you would be mad. But why would you stay there? You, you see what's going on over there? Now, you and I say, well, I've bought and paid for this land. 
But that's not what they're saying. They're saying God promised us this land. God promised. This is not against Hamas or the Arabs and Israel. This is against the Arabs and Hamas and God. You need to keep that. You need to understand that. And if you don't come, we'll talk about it. Why? Because through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the inheritance has come down to 2023. Centuries. Eons. This inheritance is still being held. It says it right here in this passage. Look, come on down here. Verse 5. Listen. Who through faith are shielded by God's power into the coming of salvation that is ready to be revealed at the last time. What does that mean? Jesus comes back to establish for eternity who is his and what they get. That's what that's saying. He is coming to settle it. Is that what they call probate in a will? (laughs) Making sure nobody owes anything against anybody, and what's left is what's left, and that's what's going to happen. Now, it's making sense why he's writing 1 Peter now. God's power. So when you give your life to Jesus Christ, he's saying to him, your salvation is shielded by the power of the everlasting God that created the universe. That's what he's telling you. And he makes this clear because why? Verse 6. In all of this, there'll be great We'll be greatly rejoicing. What does that mean? We'll go to heaven and we'll say, praise God, he did it. He said what he said he was going to do. He gave me eternal life. He filled me with his power. He kept me to the end. And now look where you let me live with him forever and ever and ever in heaven. You see what I'm saying? Oh, by the way, those who do not keep this will live ever and ever and ever in hell. Who created hell? You need to understand it was God. There's a reason why. Why? Sin cannot live in God's presence. And it must, evil must be punished. That's a a concept that's not understood in our society. It's not. Verse 6. Though now for a little while, listen, this is you and me, this is the Israelites for, for generations. Though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief. Now what's grief? Grief is the loss of something you love. Marriage. A job. A house. A car. A child. When there's grief, there's suffering. Grandchild. Health. What are you suffering? 
I have a, I want to tell you a secret. There is attacks from the enemy, but there's sometimes God lets us suffer because he loves us so much that he knows the suffering will bring about repentance and bring you back to the inheritance that you are giving up. Did you hear that? You're going to suffer all kinds of trials. You're going to lose things. And some of them, when you lose them and give them up and grieve, you'll be glad they're gone. Did you know that? Like what? Lust? Greed? People like greed. Did you all know people like greed? You didn't know that? Just ask somebody that loves money. They like it. Lust, lust of power. People love power. Uh, there's a pastor, and I won't mention his name unless you really ask me nice. But there's a pastor who owns three airplanes, to my understanding. And he owns many houses. And he preaches every Sunday to about forty-five to 100,000 people. I, I don't know the exact numbers. And he's now doing commercials. What for? Power. He wants power over people. And I'm serious. If that upsets you, get over it. Because it's the truth. That's lust for power. Did you know that? All kinds of trials. These have come so that, uh, I love this part. I preached it last week. If you were here, you'll remember this. Okay? If you weren't, boy, here's another review. These have come so that the proven that proves the genuineness of your faith. What's, what does he mean here? He means that which you believe is true in the heat of suffering. Do you hear that? That even in the depths of suffering, even when you have despair in suffering, even when there is so much loss that the loss makes you hurt, the genuine of your faith, the genuineness of your faith is still true. Will still be true. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No matter what happens, even in the greatest success or in the lowest loss, the faith that God has given you is genuine. It is even more powerful than gold. 
And the more you refine gold, did you know you can refine gold with heat so refined that all that's left just before it is evaporated is glass? And, and we're going to walk on streets of gold in heaven. You all know that, don't you? And they'll be refined. They only have the best gold in heaven. which perishes even through the refining of fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. When Jesus comes, let me tell you what, if, for example, if he were to be revealed right now, if he were to come and stand before us, those of us who have suffered in Christ with faith in Jesus will fall at his feet and praise him for what he did in the moments of our greatest need. Every one of us. He, we will fall at his feet and praise him at our moments of our greatest failures for him. We will praise him. Did it say, Pastor Mike, go away? <laughs> that was that was interesting. I've had that said before. <laughs> Though you have not seen him. Now he's talking back to him. He says, you, you haven't seen him yet. This, this is a generation that has not seen the resurrected Jesus. Let me share something with you. After the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Mary Magdalene, Peter, John, the disciples, there was about 12 or 13, and finally over 500 believers saw Jesus Christ once he was resurrected in the flesh. And then he was ascended, Acts chapter 2, we saw him go up into heaven. 500 of them. That may, Historically, that makes the resurrection a absolute, unrefutable fact. Did you know that? Legally. Legally. That's the right word. Say it again. Legally. You, can't, you cannot refute the fact that 500 people saw Jesus alive. The court takes only three. But just 500. Jesus is raised from the dead. And then there were those people right after the resurrection who gave their heart to the Lord. Remember in Acts chapter 2 when Peter preached his message, how many came to Christ that day? Come on. 3,000. His resurrection and new life is a legal historical fact. No amen. So that means that what you are living in is the truth of God. The faith of Christ. Do you understand? Even though you may not see him right now, he says. He goes on to say, you believe in him and are filled with inexpressible and glorious joy. Joy is the knowledge of the activity of the Holy Spirit in your life, no matter what the circumstances you're going through. If you don't have that joy, you need to know Jesus. 
I don't care how much you're... Do you understand? He's contrasting the joy of Jesus being with you in suffering. Even though you suffer, there is joy. I don't understand that. You need to understand Jesus a little bit better. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your soul, redemption of your soul, lordship of Christ in your soul. That's why the people aren't leaving Israel. Do you you hear me? They're not going to take cap. They're they're not going to come in and and wipe them out and send them away again. It's not going to happen. They're going to stand where they're at because they're defending their inheritance no matter what anybody says about them. That's what's going on in the Middle East. It's starting to happen to Christians all over the country or the world now. Did you know that? Did you know that, that there is attacks upon Jewish communities by Arabs in this country, did you know that? What's going on? They don't, they're not telling us on the news. At least I haven't heard it. Huh? Well, that's who initiated it. People who don't love Christ. None of them were from West Virginia, though. You got, <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Friends, um, this is the stage. He's telling these people who, by the way, it says in verse 1 of chapter 1, to God's elect exiles scattered throughout the providences. That's for us. He's talking about us. Exile. Throughout the providence. Well, would that kind group of musicians come up and singers and pray a song? Yes. If Jesus Christ is speaking to you, if, if you have not yielded your heart to the Lord and experienced the saving power and cleansing so that you will never be alone, you will never be lost. Please come. We'd love to pray with you. And if you don't want to come and pray with me, find somebody during this time and pray with them. Let them lead you to Christ. Let them lead you to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are a child who once knew Jesus and denied your relationship, and your inheritance, and you need to renew it, we need to pray, okay? All right, let's stand. Father, bless these people. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. I, I don't know, Father, except that you can do what needs to be done. We're at a place in this world that only when God moves do people change.
Only you can transform a mind. Only you can turn a heart that is full of suffering and pain to a heart of flesh and healing. Only you can transform a life. And you know that these people here know that. And if they will just let you be their Lord and Savior, they will see the inexpressible joy and glory of knowing Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.